In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how men statistically are one of the root causes of why marriages fail. Let's go. The real question is this. How can you be more intentional in your relationship before the wedding day so you can live out a Christ-centered marriage that doesn't just survive, but thrives? Welcome to the Journey to Marriage show. We are your hosts and relationship coaches, Rafi and Sarah Fiolina. We believe that if it takes almost a decade to prepare for the priesthood, then a single course or retreat isn't nearly enough to prepare for a lifelong marriage. We help couples like you enter into your marriage vocation with confidence through developing your relationship. We're glad you're here. Now let's get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 65 of the Journey to Marriage show. This is Rafi, your host, and today I'm going to be talking about a statistic that shocked me and helped me like lead to the conclusion that men are one of the root causes of why marriages fail. And for all of you men who are listening to this right now, make sure you take notes because I know you want to be the best for your partner, and that's the reason why you're listening to our podcast. There wouldn't be any reason why why not. And for all the women who are listening to this, to really just keep in keep this in your mind when you're discerning marriage and figure out if this man has this quality and has this trait or if he or if you might need to break up with him so that he will grow in maturity and learning this because this is not your you're not have to you don't have to force change on anybody so sometimes we might need some time as men to mature on our own i know i had to do that because in my past relationships i had a hard time struggling to share with my partner about myself and what my emotions, what I what I desired in the relationship, what I desired in my life, uh, I tended to have this habit of withholding, and I'm not sure. I think it's just like a, a mainly a man problem where we're we're just so afraid to share our emotions and our feelings. I don't know if it was my pride or my upbringing, or maybe it was just the biology of a man. Um, but what I desired is that I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be the best partner for whoever God was calling me to marry. And what didn't work was not being able to connect to my partners, my past partners in this way. And I feel like that caused the demise of our relationship. It, it caused a lot of the conflict that we're continuously facing. It caused a lot of the jealousy, a lot of the assumptions because... I didn't have the skill to emote, to communicate my emotions, my feelings, my desires with my partner. And when I met Sarah, I knew for a fact that I had to do something differently in this relationship. I didn't want the same result to happen in our relationship. I felt like when I met her, something different. There's just something different that we had and I knew God put her in my life at the right time when I broke up um, when I broke up with my ex fiance and there was about a two year period where I was just 
growing in my faith and just pursuing Christ so, so much. And that that's when after those two years, I was introduced to Sarah and I'm like, okay, I feel like this is a gift from God and I need to do whatever it takes to get over my, my, um, my weaknesses and my, my past failures. If not, then maybe we, our relationship's not going to work out the way we, we wanted it to. And one of the books that I'm reading right now is called The Seven Principles of Making Marriage Work by Dr. John Gottman. Just a little bit about him. He's been doing this for decades. He's a relationship expert. He studies couples and he can predict he could predict a divorce as early as in a courtship or the newlywed years um, of a couple's life from how their habits are. So it's really interesting because it shows like what you do early on in your marriage, early on in your relationship can determine the rest of your marriage, what what's going to happen. And I think it's really cool because everything that he does is very scientific. He actually does some weird research studies and he watches them. He has cameras in their, in the place that they're, they're uh, interacting with to see what the patterns, how they communicate and stuff like that. And one of the statistics that I read in this book, I'm going to go ahead and just quote it, is that it says about 35% of men we've studied as newlywed couples are emotionally intelligent. And this kind of like opened my eyes. 35% of men are emotionally intelligent. See, emotionally intelligent men, when, it, when you read the book, it talks about how they know how to honor and respect their wives. They know how to understand the world that their spouse, that their children are living in. They, under, they know their feelings. They know their desires. They know everything about them. They live in a mentality of an us versus a me mentality. They, they know how to not be afraid of sharing their emotions and are open to experiencing them. They're also being willing to be influenced by their wives when it comes to making important decisions in their marriage. These are characteristics of emotionally intelligent men. And the epiphany that I experienced is that if 35% of men are emotionally intelligent and are able to connect with their spouses in this, in this sense, then what about the 65% of men who don't know to connect with their spouses emotionally? See, the men who choose not to become emotionally connected with their spouses are the men who will let their marriage fail. There is no way to be connected with your spouse for a lifelong marriage if you don't know how to connect with her in an emotional level. That's the fact. And we see it in, I mean, if you read all the relationship books, we talk about, they talk about these things. And when I had this epiphany, I'm like, I knew like when I was starting to learn how to have a healthy relationship, I started learning from a lot of relationship experts. I knew that if I didn't know how to do this, I didn't know how to become an emotionally intelligent man 
I had to learn from the expert. And who was that expert at that time? Sarah. I had to learn from her. Why? Because she was emotionally intelligent. And statistically, women are more in tune with their emotions and sharing their emotions and connecting with others emotionally compared to men. Men were very just straightforward, just gung-ho. Uh, we don't, we're, we're too afraid to share uh, our emotions and connect in that way. So I wanted to learn from Sarah, and that's when I started to like go on this whole journey of being, being different than what I was in my past relationships. I was more open. I was more empathetic. I was more vulnerable with Sarah in sharing my feelings, my desires, my, my dreams, everything with her, being open to being hurt or being betrayed by her if that were to happen, but just being more open to connect with her in that way. And through this, having this openness of sharing our emotions and being able to connect in an emotional way, our relationship thrived and it allowed us to get married and that helped us really just clarify God's will for our lives and allowed us to continue to love each other in such a way that we experience the birth of our daughter through the love that we experience in our marriage. And just like for myself, I knew that like this, this allowed me to help me grow in humility. This allowed me to grow in empathy and just understanding my partner and wanting to know everything about her. Even if it meant me putting myself in a vulnerable state to connect with Sarah in that way. And it, it just changed our lives. It changed our marriage. It just changed my life. And yeah, I mean, like all of you men who are listening to this right now, the whole idea behind this is that you need to learn how to grow in emotional intelligence if you want to connect with your partner on a deeper level. If you really want to create a holy and thriving marriage that lasts a lifetime, you're going to need to be an emotionally intelligent man. There's no if, no but. It is you will or you won't. This is a choice. If you understand like I I suck at this. I I have a hard time expressing my feelings, my emotions. I have a hard time being vulnerable with my partner. If you identify that, it is your responsibility, men, to find out the resources, the coaches, the experts to help you break through this barrier that's not allowing you to connect with your partner on a more deeper level. But some things that can help you, men, to, to grow in emotional intelligence, number one is to learn how to accept more influence from your partner. And this is a concept that they talk about in this book about all the men, all the husbands that learn that know and are open to their wives' opinions and ideas to allow it to influence their decisions, those are the emotionally intelligent men. If you can learn how to accept influence from your partner rather than I'm the man and I'm going to do what I want for us because I'm the man, if you have that, that's not going to last forever. I'm telling you that. 
right now because I live that life and my pride just destroyed my past relationships. So one, again, accepting your accepting influence from your partner. Number two, prioritizing your relationship. You as a man, to not get caught up in everything that's happening in this world, but to be present. To be present with the relationship that God has given you and to being the very best of being present with her whenever you are with her. I think that's a really big problem because as men, sometimes we just think about work. We think about all these things and we have all these distractions, all these things that we consume that distracts us from being fully present from our partner. But by prioritizing your relationship and spending more time with your partner, you have more of your mind on her and her needs and serving her than all the other distractions that are in this world that is taking you away from emotionally connecting with your partner in that way. And another thing to do, which has been a hard thing for many men, is to speak to understand rather than to be understood. And again, this is our pride. Sometimes we have to let go of our pride. We have to let go of our ego to learn how to communicate to understand our partner rather than just to be defensive And just to say whatever we have to say to our partner to get our point and try to win this conversation. Instead, we have to learn how to understand our partner, accept what they feel about us, even if it's negative, and figure out a way how we can become better for our our partner. To be open to growing and learning how to be the best for, for her. So, if you are struggling with this and you're a man and you're, you're just struggling with connecting with your partner on an emotional level. I'm going to be upfront with you. This is going to be a huge stumbling block in your marriage. And if you don't do anything about it, I don't know what to say. You're just going to struggle in your marriage. If you don't have the tools, if you don't take the responsibility to figuring out how you can become a more emotionally intelligent partner for your future spouse. So Sarah and I, we teach couples how to work together, how to communicate in this way that allows them to grow emotionally, to grow spiritually in tune with each other, to help them become vulnerable so that they can leverage each other and each other's differences, um, their strengths, their weaknesses, so that they can work together more cohesively as a couple in creating the vision for what they desire in their relationship, in their future marriage. If this is what you are struggling with and you want a resource to help keep you accountable and becoming the best partner for your future spouse, you're going to want to join our next group coaching program. It's currently closed, but we are going to be opening one on January 11th, 2021. What a way to start the new year fresh prioritizing your relationships and learning the skills that you need to create a holy and thriving marriage that lasts a lifetime. Some skills that pre-cana might not cover because we didn't experience that in our pre-cana, our pre-cana retreat. So we had to look for external sources, but we created this resource because we've learned all this from our own past mistakes 
and our own journey, our own discoveries of learning from holy couples, learning from experts. And we want to share these skills with you. So if this resonates with you at all, join our group coaching uh, program by clicking our show notes or going to journeytomarriage.com slash coaching. Again, it's journeytomarriage.com slash coaching to reserve your spot. And maybe you might be one of those couples that are going to be chosen to be in our exclusive group coaching program starting on January 11th, 2021. With that being said, we're praying for all of you holy couples on your journey to marriage. Take care and God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast so you can get notifications of future episodes. Secondly, would you mind doing us a huge favor? If you received value from today's episode, please share it with your friends. Then, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, and this will also help us reach more couples preparing for the vocation of marriage. And lastly, if you want to go deeper with your life, spiritual, and relationship development, go to journeytomarriage.com slash resources to see a list of tools we personally recommend for your journey to marriage. Until Until next time, time, future future spouses. spouses.